1: all Things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked on Browns, brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Locked on Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, available, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to your podcast. make sure you are subscribed, or following the Locked on Browns podcast, leave those five star ratings. And written reviews, today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by the Locked On NFL Ultimate Season Preview. We've been doing this since August 30th through September 8th, previewing every team, every division on the Locked On NFL podcast with our help uh, from our Odyssey experts, Brian Baldinger, Michael Urban, folks of that ilk available on Odyssey, and of course, whatever apps you listen to your (coughs) podcast. The OBRs. We are going to sit down with Mister Jake Burns, the OBR film breakdown, as well the podcast. Obviously, Jake has learned a little bit more about what the daily podcast is like, and I apologize to you. I did warn you, Jake. I let you know all about this going into (laughs) it. Um, There is a lot to it, but Jake, my buddy, um, we're about to get into this here week one, and obviously for you, me, you know, our, our coverage of this team started about the same time. It's a whole different world for what looks to be on the paper this year. Um, And I kind of think about it, and I go back to this phrase, obviously, The Wizard of Oz, one of the most famous movies there there is. Jake, for you, for myself, Toto, we are not in Kansas anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the expectations have changed, right? They are, um, you know, you almost have to leave. Let's just leave it at that. There's actually expectations. Yeah, expectations to really be good, right? Right off the bat, there. I mean, and, and even, you know, even as much as we'll remind folks not to freak out if they lose to Kansas City, they're, you know, they're, the general expectation is to win, and you're not wrong if that's your expectation because they're good enough to get this type of win. They're good enough to go win these games against the perennial AFC contenders, and they are one of them. Uh, they are in that mold, and they have to believe that. And really, us as people who are either covering the team or fans of the team or listeners of this podcast, you have to almost And I find myself, excuse me, I find myself having to do the same thing too, which is check your old school Brown stuff at the door. Like this isn't, this isn't the same outlook. This isn't the same talent level. This isn't the same, anything you have to, you have to go into it thinking that they can play with KC and, And I'm sure that they're talking about the same things in their locker room. They, they tasted what it was like to play with them. You know, I know that Pat left and I know that some things went sideways for both sides, but you tasted what it was like to play with them and have a chance to beat them. And you know they put their pants on with their left leg, their right leg. They do the same things you do. Go in there and play like you're you're prepared to beat them, and I'm sure they will. And uh, yeah, this season is is jam packed with a lot of uh, contests where the Browns are favored. They're I think they're ten and a half uh, win total. Some t- some place you can catch them at nine and a half, but yeah, this is a team that should win double digits and really genuinely be uh, a good money place to put for. Uh, their first division title since 89. It's all on the table for them. The talent's there, the coaching's there, the cohesion's there from the top down. And and uh, yeah, man, it's ready to rock and roll.
1: And you know, since you went there, and we'll go to this, we'll still go to the offensive side here. Um, you have you know, Odell Beckham returning. And this is, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting because look, Odell, whatever he does, and as anybody knows, is just a lightning rod type of personality, whatever it is, whether it's social media, whatever. Um, But you bring him back, and specifically Kansas City is a game, and I go back to the Dallas game last year, and we did this last night, where you, know, you get yourself into shootouts, and you need guys who are chunk players. Odell has always been that type of player. But him coming back, and now you add this to where everybody got so comfortable last year, and then you go into this season where – There's nothing new, really, essentially. Anthony Schwartz is new. Of course, you know, Demetrius Felton is new. But the core and the meat and potatoes of what is going to be this offense, nothing is new. But you start right off week one with a player like Odell where he can bring an impact similar to Tyreek Hill, certainly in a smaller effect what, uh, you know, uh, Nicole Hardman brings. But now you take it to the point where what Kansas City did in that playoff game where it was – we don't think anybody on this team can be this deep. So until you approve us, we're going to change our things up. We won't change things up until then, I should say. Odell brings that in. And Jake, just take us a little bit in here on year two and now where the relationships are there between all the coaches, which have now returned, the skilled players, and understanding maybe now there's a time where the players can have a little, just a voice in. You know, well, I think, I mean, even if it's as simple as, you know, the tight end room, Austin Hooper or David Njoku, you know, Austin Hooper saying, well, I think David does that a little better. Or David saying, I think Austin does that a little better. Just the overall comfort level of the fact that there is essentially nothing new on this offense. And this is after the strides they made through the second half and into the playoffs last year.
0: <clears throat> yeah someone asked me earlier we had a twitch show a bit a bit ago about you know how does odell tie into this do you think they can find a rhythm and, and that question we we continue to hear all the time but yeah it's like you 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 forget that that everything they, they were starting at such a blank slate And we've all said it you know this is this is nothing new we've all said it but they were really trying to learn each other when they went into the start of last year they they didn't really you know Kevin had met Baker he talked to him but he'd only spent 3 weeks coaching him you, you go back you listen to the bye week interviews and you hear him talk about hey man Kevin and I finally got an opportunity and Kevin you know said from his perspective Baker and I got a chance to finally get on the same page learn each other what do you do well what do you not do well and they took off and Baker took a large portion of the offense the second half of the year he was the reason they put a bunch of burden on him and i and and really the reference point is the way that they can now play in so many different ways you have a team who doesn't defend the run very well you can play a lot of 12 13 personnel attack them in different ways wide zone gap counter power whatever you want to do uh, you can throw those things at them. you play a team that doesn't have depth at linebacker you have guys who can attack the middle of the field you play teams that have issues at safety you now have people that can run past people at the next level at the third level of the field you have corners who don't cover well man-to-man well you can put them on an island Isolate guys, you know who you think can beat can beat them one on one. So you have that. You have relationships. You have the second year in a system when the verbiage doesn't change. All of that stuff is the same, and it's too like when you get in a game or whatever. You know everybody has game plans that they think are going to work, and most part Kevin Stefanski and Van Pelt put together game plans that worked, right? Like they were pretty successful. But now it's like you you know like last year you went into the season. And you said, okay, we're going to spend the, we have these valuable reps in practice. And some weeks we didn't even have practices, you know, like there were weeks where they had one or two practice and maybe you got to spend time on, okay, we really want to implement these things in 12 personnel, couple things in 11 personnel and be ready to go. And we'll just do our best. Well, this week, sorry, this year, it's different. You know, you go into the, to the chiefs game and you got this plan. Maybe you want to do a ton of 12 personnel, get Nick Bolton isolated, do whatever well, hey, they're doing a nice job helping Nick, but what else can we do? We can go 11 personnel. Now, the difference is they can adjust things in season and harken back to things they've done in the past. Hey, man, remember when we did this, Uh, we went with this 11 personnel package, week 17 against Pittsburgh to clinch. You remember what we did in the third quarter of that game? Yeah, we're going to go back to that concept here because we know it. That's the like, when you bring everybody back, n- not just the important people, but every single person back And you bring back the play callers and the position coaches. It's like the experience together lends yourself to be able to adjust on the fly and become better in-game scenario people. Because you don't have to have spent time at practice running a play three or four times to feel good about calling it. No, these guys know what to do because we've done it. We've talked about it. We've been in scenarios where we can adjust on the fly because, hey, we ran this in week 13 against Jacksonville last year. Do you guys remember when we decided to isolate – You know, the three tech on this power concept, we just went from the shotgun and we hammered them with it three times for 25 yards in the drive. Like that's the stuff that you can figure out now where you didn't have that last year because you didn't feel good about it. Like they started the year last year, Jeff, they ran the ball so much at the beginning of the season. Everybody talks about it like, hey man, they ran so much. That's Stefanski's got to call more first down passes. They got to throw. Well, when you come into a system, Jeff, where you have. Uh, two really good running backs and a really good offensive line that you know, but you don't really know your your personnel from a quarterback that well yet. What are you going to call? You know, you only have fifteen percent of the playbook installed that you feel good about. You're going to run the ball all the time because it's the simple thing to do. Like if you come out and throw the ball forty times a, a game your first five weeks with a new new quarterback and a new system, and you're going to get fired. You're just you're asking for disaster. So as the year wore on, they got more comfortable together. They got they got in a, in, a, in a pattern that they formulated how to play together. So that's the stuff that going into this year, there is no need for that. They got mini camp, they got full training camp, they got three preseason games. These guys should be ready to go and they have an endless supply now, Of not endless. I mean, it's only a year. Some teams get five, six, seven, but they got a really good year of trials and tribulations to look back on so that they don't have to spend all that time prepping a certain concept or scheme or or a passing uh, concept. They can say, hey, we've run, you know, we've run Yankee concepts several times. Hey, man, we ran that for a big play in the Colts game week five. Let's go back to that concept. Remember that route you ran, Jarvis? Boom, run it. We're in. That's the stuff that should really excite Browns fans. That's what we're talking about when they say cohesion is there. Now they can apply it. And, two, Stefanski talked about creating space, Jeff. We have to create space. How yep. do we do it? He never really mentioned if it was vertical or horizontal, but they got the guys to do that. You got Schwartz. You got Odell back. You can play him a certain number of snaps for both of those guys. You got DPJ developing. You got Demetric Felton, guys who can push the ball laterally for 53 and a third or lift the top off. They played that red zone condensed stuff last year because they didn't feel comfortable stretching people. Now they can stretch people. And when a guy like Hooper maybe gets open in the middle of the field, you make one guy miss, or Jarvis makes one guy miss at the first level of the field, or even Odell on a long crossing route, a drag, a slant. You make one guy miss, instead of having a linebacker on top of you to make the tackle, that turns into 25 yak yards. That's the space they need to create, and I think they've done a nice job creating it. So there's no reason to not be really excited about this offense. Uh,
1: there's, there's just simply no way around it. And you know all, all of the factors that you said and, and just the simplicity of, oh, okay, well, you know what, then, um, instead of you lining four yards off the tackle, let's go six. If this is how they're going to play this, they're going to shade this this way, all right, no problem, we'll trump it with this um we're gonna just ask you we're gonna do this on the offensive side we're gonna do it on the defensive side and we're gonna put everybody on the spot here a little bit this week the browns offensive player to most likely take the next step here in 2021 jay
0: well i think i fought it for a while jeff and i don't think you can fight it you know the luxury of the odell coming back thing right is that they the, you know, the question keeps coming up that I'm sure you've been asked it when you've gone mm-hmm. on shows or whatever. How, how many plays is going to play week one? Well, I don't really know. Maybe 30. To, my range is 30 to 50. I would- wouldn't be surprised if he plays 30. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes crazy and he's healthy and he's balling and he's in a rhythm and he plays 50. But the luxury here is that they go into this year knowing that they have this young player in Donovan Peoples-Jones who can play X and has performed well doing it. Now they know that this guy's taking the next step. And what do you as a coach think? And I'm sure they've talked with Odell about it. Hey, we don't mind playing Donovan Peoples-Jones about 20 to 5, 30 snaps as well. It gives you a chance to stay healthy. Maybe you go two series on, one series off, one series on, two series off. Keep your knee right. Build it up as the year goes on. We also really want to get this young player, number 11, some snaps and build his confidence and get him in a rhythm. And he could maybe be our ex next year and give Odell the freedom to move around if they decide to keep him. It's just added benefit. And with the uptick in snaps, to me, the offensive line is full of performers. They've all performed. The running backs have performed. We know David Njoku, who he can be. We know Austin Hooper. You can't really say Harrison Bryant's going to break out because he's not going to get that opportunity to play enough snaps. But I really think number 11, I know I've tried to temper expectations a lot, but I think the next step for him could be, again, that that 35, 40, 45 catches, 7, 8, 900 yards. That's the guy. And really, Jeff, that's the home run. If you see him develop and become the guy that we all have started to really kind of be nudged in the direction to think he can be, if he takes that step, that alleviates a lot of wide receiver concerns going into next year. And- affordable, young, team-oriented dude, it it could be a home run for everybody. And there's no reason to think he can't perform really well this year because we've already started to see it.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is, you know, Donald Peoples-Jones brings something that the other wide receivers don't. You know, he's not – I mean, by NFL standards, you're not going to view him as a big wide receiver. But if you're looking at the Cleveland Browns wide receiver room, he is a big wide receiver. And you've already seen him succeed deep, whether it was at Cincinnati, whether it was at Tennessee – but also, now you're getting to this point now where if he's on the field, and say you go empty. So he's on the field. Jarvis is on the field. Odell's on the field. You have Hooper. You have Njoku. You have a secondary, and you got everybody with their hands going this. Well, who's got – and what do you do? Because you can't double anybody in, mm-hmm. in that scenario because everybody is essentially proven, which of course makes number six life all the more easy. We're going to flip it up here. We're going to go to the defensive side, get some thoughts here from Jake. Um, certainly get some thoughts here and on, on, on a, a, a step-up or maybe a newcomer who is maybe going to be, you know, somebody that we all have to keep our eyes on your latest lockdown Browns as the king, the franchise of the OBR film breakdown. Jake Burns sits down with us. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online. Go to the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, the NFL, NCAA football, and, of course, all your UFC and MMA action. For the next pitch, head on over to Bet and on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as team prep for the runs to October. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Jake, The weirdest thing is with all the newness on defense. Nobody's seen anything yet. We haven't. (laughs) We've seen bits and pieces of some players at times. We've seen JOK. We've seen Greg Newsom. We've seen nothing of this edge room. Very little of the defensive tackle room except for what may be an absolute scratch off in Malik Mital, which really looks like, you know, Could possibly be something, as long as a young man keeps his head on right, and this may also be Malik McDowell being around players like Jadavian Clowney, Miles Garrett, and understanding, whoa, this is maybe the career path that I was supposed to be on. So, hey, maybe it's better late than never. Um, Ton of talent individually. You certainly need to see it all mesh. You know, Joe Woods last year was basically given, here's some guys – and now, basically, Joe Woods basically went from a you go to basically being handed a brand new Chevy Tahoe with the keys. Obviously, a lot is going to be put on Joe Woods because, you know, and I'm sure, look, if it doesn't go well in Kansas City, we know how this works. Oh, uh, well, he sticks. He's terrible. And da, 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 da. But Joe Woods is in a very enviable task right now. There's got to be anywhere between 25 to 30 NFL defensive coordinators going, whew
0: that's got to be
1: that's a roster on defense that man i'd love to have a shot at
0: yeah it's good it's on paper we've i've said this a couple different times like you can't be really good until you're on paper good in my opinion you got to have dudes right you got to collect the dudes and then you can put the dudes together once they're out there and, and sometimes those paper teams don't translate sometimes they do but i mean you look back at teams that have been really successful in the nfl Typically, there's some on paper dudes who you look at and you're like, OK, it makes sense why they were pretty good. That's what you need first and foremost. Now we see if they can apply it. You're spot on at the beginning when you said, what are they going to do? Well, I had you know, I was talking to a guest about the Chiefs offense and it was kind of like, I don't know what they're going to do. We don't know You when you guys see it. We'll see it because we haven't gotten any glimpses of the full cast yep. together. You know, it's kind of ironic that. Yeah, everybody's healthy week one. It's like when you got those teammates in high school or college who it's like, they miss all camp. And then they're like, Oh man, you're healthy week one. How ironic is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. You know, it I don't know.
1: I was a little yeah. loose for whatever, but yeah, let's go. It's
0: time. Yeah. That's it's, it's ironic. But again, it's the NFL. I don't care. They're out there. They're, they're healthy. Then that's great. That's, that's what we care about most. It's just kind of brought me back to some old memories, but Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, I know Joe Woods has tried to play mind games with interviews all offseason. You know, he was on Cleveland Browns daily was talking about dime defense, which has been the hot button topic all offseason. And he's like, well, I'm more of a nickel guy. But, you know, he's he's doing some different things to make people think and and he doesn't want to give it away. Everyone wants to have an ace up their sleeve. He's trying to do that. For the most part Jeff, we know who Miles and Jadevian are going to be. We think Jadevian might bump inside every now and again. Tack McKinley could get maybe 15 snaps in week 1, something like that. Uh, we know who they are. Uh the the defensive interior, you know, we we at least know who's going to play. We know who Malik is going to play. Uh the 3, we know Billings is going to be your shade. They're going to bring Jordan Elliot into play some 3. They're going to bring Dow off the bench to play some shade. That's what they're going to do. We know that the defensive interior against the young Chiefs core up front, the, you know, the Creed Humphrey and And uh, Trey Smith, that's going to be something to really watch. Joe Tooney, that's going to be something to watch. But again, we know where they're going to line up, what they're going to do. We don't know what the hell they're going to do in the secondary. You know, we know J.O.K. and Walker are going to play. They go Sam with three down linebackers. They're going to bring Taki Taki on the field. That's the core of the linebacker room. Again, we know that. We feel good about it. Malcolm Smith's going to play some pass downs. What are they going to do with the secondary? Because we haven't seen all these guys. Like, we have literally not seen them in a preseason game, let alone. But we haven't even seen them all in, in camp together. So it's like... There's a huge shroud of mystery. You know, if they only go two corners and they play three, four, the 4-3 four, base, like is it going to be Greg Newsom outside or is it going to be greedy? I would prefer Greg Newsom to be the second corner. Again, that's just me, but that's no. an interesting thing to pay attention to. If they go nickel, Troy, Troy Hill comes on the field. Do they keep greedy off the field and, and continue to keep Greg Newsom outside? That's the likely outcome. They go big nickel. If they go big nickel and they bump a third safety onto the field, where are they putting him? If they go dime, now here's where it gets interesting because, you know, where does Greedy find the field? Because that he could be the starter outside. I'm just talking hypotheticals. Does If they go dime and they go four, you know, they go four down, one back or six DBs, right? Uh, if that's what they do, they have been, if you have been paying attention to the tea leaves and the progress of where guys have been lining up, Greg Newsom has done a ton of slot work. Like they've been cross training him, you know, so it's Greg Newsom in the slot, Troy Hill in the slot. You got greedy and you got Denzel and it's like people have kind of been talking about, we well, got to have all these safeties to play dime. Well, no, you don't. You, you need corners because that's the, the position to play. So you can play big dime or whatever. Uh, you can do that or play quarter defense, which is taking another linebacker D lineman off the field and bringing on the third safety and having four corners and getting real funky. They can do that stuff. But again, it's, what is it going to look like? Newsom could play in the slot. Troy Hill can play in the slot. Then you can keep greedy outside and Denzel outside and play your two high Newsom or sorry, uh, John Johnson. And you can play. Uh, you know, you can play uh, Ronnie Harrison. If you want to get real freaking crazy, Jeff, if they get him in pass scenarios, you could put John Johnson at the mic backer. You could play mm-hmm. Delpit and Harrison deep and have your four corners on and get real funky with coverage. So like they got a bunch of different things they can do. So the personnel will be you guys watching it and us watching it. Cause we don't know uh, the thing. I, the thing it could go two ways, Jeff is what they do schematically. They could, they could get real crazy and have some trap coverages and get fun and, and have some wrinkles and all that. Uh, that they've been hiding and collecting and putting in and being prepared for Casey. Cause you know, I'm sure after they lost to Kansas city, they were heartbroken and then they broke down. I'm sure Joe Woods and his guys broke down the next two weeks, right? Break them down in the AFC title game, break them down in the super bowl. How do we beat these bastards when we play them next year? Cause we're going to play them. They didn't know when, but they knew they were going to play them again. So that's something that they are probably pretty prepared for. So, it's just about what not what the the dc and the db's coach and the linebacker's d-line what what are they it's what do the do the guys know right so they could come out very vanilla in this game too because you, the last thing you want to do when you play kc who can score at will at any time is give them touchdowns blow a coverage miscommunicate something so the, in my opinion they're going to be either funky complex and get crazy or they're going to be vanilla no in between because i could see it going either way it's a matter of what their guys know it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. They have a ton of different personnel that they can put on the field and get real creative. If they want to, they could go, like I said earlier, they could go with that dime, keep one backer on the field, four down. They could pluck a D lineman off the field, keep uh put three down with two backers, JOK and Walker and those, and those six DBs and let them go crazy that way. They got a ton of, a ton of uh functionality going on back there. Again, it's, it's when you guys see it, we'll see it, and we'll react to it the Monday after the game because we don't really know. You know, It's just going to be unique yep. in that sense. Tons of talent. How do they end up harnessing that talent to do what they're looking for? That's going to be the really fun chess game.
1: Well, and part of it might also be, though, let's get everybody out there and, and get some snaps and get some reps on tape because we haven't played these guys together as a unit and see what works. And look, if you're looking at Kansas City week one, a lot of it's going to be athleticism. Uh, we have to match what these guys can bring. I mean, you have two guys who run 4-3. You have Travis Kelsey. I mean, I don't care who you are, whether you're a safety or you are a linebacker. You're not covering this player. One player you didn't mention, and this is one where I keep going back to, and, you know, we'll get your thought here, you know, on your breakout player on defense is I don't think enough people are talking about A.J. Green. Well, Greedy Williams, again, you know, lost in the weeds here a little bit this summer. This is a player, and you add in now Hill, you add in now Newsom. These are all people they brought in. Obviously, the confidence level is high in Denzel Ward, but you keep bringing in cornerback after cornerback. It certainly makes you wonder where the confidence level is with Greedy Williams, and I'm not sure if A.J. Green maybe hasn't passed him in the pecking order.
0: I can't confirm it or deny it. I I don't know, man. I know that Greedy... I, I know you you love the LSU guys too, Jeff. Like he was brought in as a second round pick because he could get down in your face, and that's what they asked him to do at LSU. You know, run mirror technique, get down in people's face, and play a lot of press—not bump and run, but press, get in their face, kind of mirror routes, close the gap, uh, be instinctual. He is, you know, the NFL—you got to play quarters, you got to play thirds, you got to play, you got to play some cover six. You know, you'll play your man to man occasionally, and you'll be sometimes left on an island and like cover four poach stuff where it's three by one in your backside you got a man one-on-one, but you know, you got to be able to handle both aspects. And he has just continually been at the NFL level a beat behind in zone snaps. Like he just, things unfold in front of him could be agger, Darrow, uh, you know, a bang eight, a, an arrow route, a dagger route, whatever, come back sideline based routes, speed out 10 yard out. He just is a step, a step behind. Mm-hmm. He's not quite as twitchy in zone. Which which yields some plays that you hate to see. Like when he gets down in people's face and runs with them, he's pretty solid. He can handle, yep. you know, all those deep concepts. He handles pretty well. So I don't know. I don't know how they feel about him. They've given him some of those early reps in the preseason games. I I, I thought Greg Newsom is a better player for that position, but the the cross training of Greg has told me that they want him to be ready to do more than just that. So, you know, AJ Green is twitchy. He's been around the football all camp. I thought he had two good preseason games out of three. He struggled Mm -hmm. against Atlanta. Uh, You know, that's just a byproduct of I'm trying to probably get out of this thing healthy. I thought he was better than that. You know, you're on the cusp of actually making an NFL roster. How terrible. Yeah. How terrible would it be to like roll your ankle and miss out or something? So I'm not worried about that Atlanta game at all. I think he's he's a nice option if he keeps developing. Yeah, you're looking at a guy who I think has starter upside down the line. So I'm not calling him my my standout or or or, or a guy who can make a you know a crazy contribution this year, but Jeff, if we're looking at it by the end of the year, whether it's injuries manifest the situation or he just practices really well and gets the opportunity, I think he's talented enough in what they're doing schematically to be able to play a field corner, a guy who gets a little bit more reaction time, plays to the wide side, and uh, is less isolated on an island. I, I think there's something there with him.
1: Okay, well, with that, who is? And we haven't mentioned Jeremiah Usu koromoa um, We've mentioned Greg Newsom, Who is the player who's either new to the Browns, whether it's rookie, free agents, or players that have been here, who takes the next step for the 2021 Cleveland Browns defense?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I should. This shouldn't be a shock. And I know that you and Pete have talked about him before. And I, I like him a lot. And I think he's going to be really comfortable in his second year. It's Ronnie Harrison. I think he's. He's. He, you look at guys who. What do they have to play for? You know what's on the table. He's in a contract year. He knows he has to play really well to a have a chance to continue to play in Cleveland, uh. But b you know to keep his job because Grant Delpit's going to be nipping at his heels and and trying to take snaps away from him. And I think he has every part of what you need to be a guy who's a you know, a roll-down safety, a guy who can come down and play the alley, who can play that robber spot in the middle of the field, who can come into the box and be a guy who has gap uh, gap responsibilities and run fits. Like, I think he can do all of that, and I think he can do it really well. And I think he can be around the football and make plays, and he's deceptive, and his deceptive speed. Uh, I, I continue to lean toward thinking Ronnie Harrison is, is set to have a really, really good season and and really make the Browns think like, this could be a safety core that we keep together, right? Like, you know, we talk about the tight ends, right? Right, Jeff. I know Pete talks about this too. And I, and I try to talk about it. How do you cut corners financially? Well, you don't really have to pay tight ends as well as wide receivers if they function like that, right? Well, it's the same with safeties. You don't have to pay safeties as much as elite corners. And if you find the ones that can do a little bit of both and be effective doing it and take away a player every single week, you can you can save some money by keeping those guys around. So I do think that uh, I do think Ronnie Harrison has the tools, the now comfort in the scheme, and he's going to have opportunities where he's put in a place that he can really really make plays. That a uh, that a jump uh, a jump in production, a jump in play, a jump in grade, all of that stuff could be there for Ronnie.
1: And the thing with Ronnie Harrison is, you know, he has this unique build where, you know, if you were a true 43 defense where you're running a Tampa two. You would look at him. He could potentially play a linebacker for you. Oh, yeah. You go back to the play, the interception, the pick six against Philip Rivers. Deke, a longtime veteran in a throw that was there, that was never there. And there was the fumble recovery later in the year where he tipped the sidelines, made sure he got his complete body in. And you know, to have all those physical attributes and just straight in-game intelligence to make plays like that, certainly, I, you know, and this is even the thing. It might not even be top five. Could even be the seventh, eighth best player on this defense and still shine is yeah. what Ronnie Harrison could do. Total special talent. We're gonna so it's Dave- who gets
0: opportunities, right, Jeff? Like, yeah. you, you know, not every, you know, John Johnson could do his job perfectly and the ball's not thrown his direction, but you know, it's just who gets the opportunities sometimes. Doesn't mean you're the best player on the defense, but if the ball comes your direction, make a play on it. And I think Ronnie makes enough plays on it, not to interrupt you, but yeah, like that's a yes. perfect thing to say.
1: Oh, there's no question about it. And, you know, obviously getting out of Jacksonville, basically going from the basement to the penthouse certainly
0: <laughs> behooves
1: else? Mr. Harrison. Uh, we're going to put Jake here on the spot in just a second. What's your favorite Bill Bar flavor? Did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, they are certainly passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bill Bar lineup by now, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, Mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. The mint brownie still rules in the Lloyd household. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you should get a mixed box. Two of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they are also very healthy too. Most of the flavors contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net. Carbs. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, 15, no space, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK 15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a pool, uh, football pool with friends, family, and office mates. They offer dozens of f- formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, College Football. You can use it as well. Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Works NCAA, works NFL. Run Your Pool has options and settings to customize and make your league your own. You can even brand your pool. For your local business, bar, or your restaurant. Reconnect with friends and family and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Or use promo code locked on at your checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season. Start thursday september 9th start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes runyourpool.com slash locked on game on mr burns we're putting you on the spot the browns finish the regular season with a record of
0: good question um I think 12 and 5 and that is enough to win the division. Uh, I think that is the uh certainly spot after the that certain I...
1: Ravens news and the fact that things don't seem to be going very swimmingly in Pittsburgh with your star player.
0: Yeah, I just I just lean towards some uncertainty. You know, I think Baltimore and Pittsburgh are, are going to be okay, you know, and I think Baltimore Well, everything be that's good. going on with either of those franchises,
1: yeah. it doesn't affect any Browns Ravens game yeah. or Browns Steelers game. It's going to be a while before they come.
0: For sure. For sure. And uh, I, you know, I think that Pittsburgh could win 10 games as a maximum. I don't think they're going to, I think there's If too you many... hate Pittsburgh,
1: you better question yeah. Mike Tomlin because everybody, everybody, yeah. all Browns fans love Mike Tomlin. So look, you know, and, and that's where it gets kind of funky. Cause if you really like Mike Tomlin, you got to think that this team is going to be okay. Even maybe if you don't like the way it's made up.
0: Yeah. You, you really have to respect Tomlin's past, right? If you pick them to go under five, that means you're, you're picking that to be the first time in history it happens and which again, you know, with where Ben is fading to and and the data doesn't lie with Ben with where they faded to. It's not a, it's not an impossible thing. You know, the line's worse. the, The linebacker core is worse. They're coming off an ACL at that position. The cornerback position's worse. The, you know, I get it. They're going to be good up front again. But they're, when you're picking they're, up
1: starters in August, it's not a good sign. It's not yeah, a good sign. Yeah.
0: They have weaknesses. And, again, I think they're going to be okay. They'll they'll contend to push that eight nine nine and eight ten 8 10-win thing, but they're not going to compete for the division. In my opinion, they could. Don't see it. Baltimore will challenge. You know, I, I think a really fun thing you should do to feel better about your day in general is just go look at the age of Baltimore's defense. It is a bunch of 30-year-plus dudes who are getting old. Mm-hmm. And uh, is going to be a massive turnover needed before too long. Uh, just, just a little thing to do if you're feeling down someday. But, yeah, they're going to have to flip it. But, again, they're dealing with a quarterback who's not vaccinated, um, the potential injury risk that is always out there with how much they run that young man. Uh, Which again, they can't do now without,
1: you, without missing running back one and running back three. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. so you know, they're going to count on Gus Edwards like crazy. Can Gus handle that sort of thing? They don't have the wide receiver talent. Rashad Bateman's struggling uh, with his health. So, yeah, I mean – Everything is there for the Browns to win the division. I think 12 wins is enough to win the division, get a home playoff game. I think 12 and five is where I feel comfortable. I could, you know, without being a homer or without like saying they're going to, they're going to screw all this stuff up. Like I think 12 and five is a realistically great season for them. And that's where I kind of peg them at.
1: All right. Which brings us to the 2021, 2022. How far does this Browns party go?
0: You're going with the heavy questions. Uh, I think – We're putting everybody on the spot this yeah, week, Jake. We got to do this. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, you know, I'm such a terrible predictions guy, Jeff. I'm really bad at this. I'm we so reactionary. We just, we I'm reactionary as hell. Like, my job is so reactionary. But um, I think they make it to the championship game in the conference, and they run into uh, they run into Kansas City again. And I think they end up losing there. I hate saying that. And I hope your listeners don't kill me. Uh, I just think that they're a year uh, away, maybe still from, from getting there, but they, they could, I I won't be surprised by any outcome, Jeff, they could win the the damn thing. And I wouldn't be surprised. They're that talented. I just, okay. They're going to the championship game. Uh, I don't think they host the championship game. I think they go somewhere, whether it's Buffalo or KC, And I think they end up going to the championship game and that's where it stops. But, Hey, they go to the Super Bowl. I'll be there. So you know, we'll, we'll buy each other beers if you're mad at me for not putting put him in the Super Bowl.
1: I think the other thing is is you know no it, it, very simpler. And obviously, Jake, you father just like me is um nobody wants to say their child is going to be the valedictorian. So <laughs> hey, let's go with some hesitation in this route. He is Jake Burns, part of the OBR, uh, the OBR film breakdown podcast. Uh, you know, Jake, look, it, it's been a run for us here. We've done a lot here over four years now. And I think we're hopefully about to see the uh, fruition of all the work we put in to cover a product that we're just going to be at the end of the day, giddy about and excited about, which is all that matters. Uh, The Lockdown Browns uh, Twitter account. Everybody knows follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Uh, Guys, we're excited. Guys and gals, I should say we're excited. It's time to go LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.